another episode of Polly plus Amore equals us. This is part two of the conversation that Mike and I had with my parents. We are going to basically pick up right where we left off. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I definitely recommend it uh, because this is a two-parter. Um, but so we're going to back up to where we actually start talking about um the book Sex at Dawn. So I'm going to just back it up a little bit so that way we, you know, hear the whole context of like how this question um, got started basically and then we'll keep going. Um, I do feel like we go on a few tangents in the like later half of this episode but we also bring it back. Like, we bring it back home in the end, so I promise the tangents will be worth it. Um, but I think they're also interesting, and I don't want to cut them out because, I don't know, it's interesting. We talk about some cool things, even though they might not all, like, line up with exactly our theme. Um, and you know what? I think that's okay because it. I these are real conversations that we're having. Like, I don't like them to seem you know, perfect and to cut out all the like extra little bits. Like this is just how real conversations with real people go. So anyway, we are going to pick up right where we left off. Um, yeah. And I really hope you enjoy it. You've made it a choice, but I just to what you're saying is that it's inherent. It could be inherent in people. Yeah. Maybe people that have multiple partners or something like that, that that's like their genetic well, I mean, if we're really, if we're going to get into that a little bit, um, I mean, there's, there's a whole book about it. It looks like I'm going to have to give you another book, Mom. I guess so. <laughs> um, but it's called Sex at Dawn. And it talks about, it looks at early, like the early humans and like when we were hunter-gatherers before, um before farming was a thing, you know? So we were just like in tribes as hunter-gatherers. All of the evidence points to, there was no monogamy. Monogamy was not a thing. It didn't make sense to be monogamous because hunter-gatherers, right? They shared everything. You shared all of your resources. One person, you know, finds all the berries, brings them back. Great, you share everything. It was you would get excommunicated from the tribe if you hoarded because that was bad for everyone, right? And so, like, everything, everything was shared. Food, shelter, like, all of the necessities. And also, same with sex and same with partners. It didn't matter, you know, the, like, who, who had sex with who or who was the father. You know, like, that didn't matter and wasn't important because again, it was sharing. It was, oh, okay, these three women all have have children. So the entire tribe takes care of the children, whether it's your child or not. It doesn't matter, you know? Um, and so this book gets into lots of details about also um, the genetic makeup and also the, like the 
the anatomy of our bodies and the anatomy of other uh, primates. And certain there's only like one other um, primate group that is actually monogamous. All other primates are not. They have multiple partners. They have different kinds of structures. But like, so when you look at like, there's like 10 different kinds of primates, including humans. And if you consider humans to be monogamous, which I mean, when you really look at it, are we really? Um, Because because of all of the cheating and all of the like multiple partners like it and looking at the anatomy, it's it gets really into it and we don't need to talk about all of that. But basically, it's showing that based on the the anatomy of our bodies and based on just our social structures, it doesn't make sense. We we weren't made to be monogamous. That's essentially what this book is saying. We weren't made to be monogamous. So you can definitely argue that monogamy is not inherently what we all want, right? If we didn't see the movies about showing like the the love stories with the happy, happily ever after, right? If from the very beginning, if we were shown these are all the different kinds of relationships you're allowed to have, right? And so we didn't get all this like societal programming that monogamy is correct, then which one would we have chosen? Which one was the inherent one? If we had had a choice from the very beginning and weren't pushed to be monogamous over anything else, would we still choose monogamy? So that's what it means about saying, is monogamy inherent? So is saying, oh, I'm polyamorous, is that a choice? Or is that already an inherent thing that once we take away all the layers of societal programming is that the baseline polyamory or monogamy very interesting yeah boom i know that's <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> yeah I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's a very yeah thought-provoking when did our little girl yeah. become so intelligent what <laughs> are you saying i have not always been intelligent <laughs> she's all what happened to that little brat that used to run around <laughs> <laughs> she's just running circles mean, around you right yeah. now i think you mean when did i become such a ph- philosophizer yes yeah. That, yeah. that's exactly right because i've always been intelligent <laughs> yes this is true and now it's like next level i know like, i know both of your faces after that you were like whoa even your face you were like oh shit maybe you should read the book oh no i mean i've always been fascinated about well, we've what talked you told about me it a little book, bit yeah. more but yeah yeah, I guess I never... Just dropped a knowledge bomb on everybody. I never, like, <laughs> down to that level, though. But, yeah, like, that's... So, I think maybe once we finish reading this book... I haven't even fully finished reading the book, but maybe we'll have to have another episode about... My initial thought is that it's still a choice. I think there's primal instincts and, you know, evolutionary uh, changes that have happened. Mm-hmm. And... And then there's the societal programming part. And yeah. I feel like they're always competing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like some someone at some point, I guess some powerful group of men were like, oh, monogamy is like the way to like raise a family and continue our species. And it's like, is the optimal way essentially. 
but it's not. Okay. We're, we oh, don't, because yeah. I'm like, when you read, when you read this, it's like, oh, fuck, it's not. It's not the optimal way. It's not. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying somebody at some point shows that, and that's why that programming exists in our society nowadays. Correct. Yeah, but just because that's the programming doesn't mean, it's, right, it's nature versus nurture. No, I'm not saying that. Our nature. Yeah. I'm just saying what is polyamory, but our nurture, what we have been taught to be, is monogamous. Yeah. So then it stands to conclude that polyamory or just multiple partnerships is the inherent choice. It's or it's not the it's not a choice. That is what inherently we want. But then really monogamy is the choice to say no. I'm going to go against my nature and be monogamous. Uh, I think they're both a choice. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying, but yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's it's a very it's you know tough to absolutely answer. Yeah, okay. But I think there is like a you know a tug of war there Mm -hmm. between like your primal instincts and your evolutionary programming versus societal programming. Yeah. That's why I think everybody at some point has to decide what, you know, what they want for themselves and their relationship. Yeah. But, like, do you understand now why some people will argue that, like, no, polyamory is not a choice. This is, this is just truly how I am. Yeah. 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 Now I see the argument. More so. <laughs> Okay, clearly yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go deep in this on another episode. Well, yeah, when you mentioned it too, I mean, I remember you saying there were like, there were things that made sense too. You're like, oh yeah, like women would want multiple partners because they have more men to like protect them if they have like multiple offspring from like different men. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they have like more protectors, and they can also like raise their kids at the same time as other women who have, and like they can share those duties. Yeah, and the men, of course, they want to have like. Their, their, like, primal instinct is have to spread their seed and, like, have multiple offspring. And, yeah, I mean, once you said all that, I was like, yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a whole nother episode. <laughs> that is a whole nother episode. Of you. <laughs> um, okay, so when I started dating, that's when it kind of like became real to you guys and and yeah and that's when dad was like well you know you kind of just realize that it's like okay if this is the route my child's going this is the route they're going and you just go you know with it because you love them Mm -hmm. but I remember how weird it was because I when you first would start coming over and I'd say, well, have mm-hmm. you met anybody? Have you gone on any dates? And, yeah. And then it's like, I'm, is this going to be forever? I'm going to be asking these questions. And finally, <laughs> I remember one time I said, you know what? You just tell me if there's somebody you meet that you're really mm-hmm. interested in. Or It was just, yeah. it's a new way of looking and thinking. And then like, oh, is Mike seeing somebody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was more like, yeah, you were How like. How do I keep up with it all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that you did say you were like well you know instead of me just having to ask you every time like you just tell me when there Mm -hmm. is somebody because also you know sometimes I'd be like yeah I've been on a few dates but 
they were all just like dud first dates. So like whatever, there's not much to tell there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I did remember at, at one point I was like, mom, I met somebody mm-hmm. and I really like him. And it was like such a shock because it was somebody yes. from elementary school um, who lived in our neighborhood. Yes. Um, I mean, I felt like that was a surprise for me. Um, <laughs> that was a surprise for everybody. Oh, yeah, it's like an extra surprise too, though. Yeah. The other person. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, what was that like when just for me to be like, Mom, I met somebody and I start telling you about like, we've been on a few dates, it's going really well. And what was it like to hear me telling you about this date, but also like, okay, but how are things with Mike? You know, like what, yeah, yeah. what was that um, like? Well, I think I asked you too, how's Mike with it? And how, mm-hmm. are, how is all of that? And, um, it just was weird. And then it's weird wondering it and kind of anticipating, is this someone who's going to be in your life long term, or is this just another mm-hmm. short term date kind of situation? And yeah. It's just, it's all new. So <laughs> yeah, it's just a whole new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I should be on a need to know basis. <laughs> you know, I I don't I don't want to hear the details, you know. Tell me if it's going well and it's working, and yeah. I'm happy for you. Uh, but I don't yeah. really want to hear the details. <laughs> yeah. Good or bad. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll let you know if I'm dating somebody seriously or not. There you go. <laughs> and Mike too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen eventually. Yeah, I'm going at a slightly slower pace. <laughs> yeah. Mike's going at his own pace, as we all should. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I just... I haven't, like, actually pursued, like, dating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's not like... It's not like we have to, like, keep score or, like, you know, be, like, on the same level. It's like we're just pursuing this at our own pace. Mm-hmm. For me, I just have, like, other things in my life that I just enjoy Yeah. more. And, like, this is an aspect that, like, I want to spend more time on. I want to eventually, like, prioritize higher. But yeah, it just isn't there right now in my life. Yeah. And it's I- slowly shifting. I mean, it takes me quite some time to... <laughs> yeah, you're a little... Change, con- change my behavior. Consumed but... with work right now. But, I mean, it's also <clears throat> just kind of your... More of your natural personality and your, like, your inclination... Mm-hmm. Your inherency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're, <laughs> you're um, more of a descendant of those those original. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think this kind of goes back to something that Dad mentioned early on when he was like, "Well, what happens if one person is like dating a lot and the other person isn't really?" You know, mm-hmm. and. And I mean, this is kind of that, right? Like, I'm dating a lot more, but, you know, it's kind of like what Mike said. He's like, yeah, he wants to, but it's not his top priority right now, so. Yeah, it's just different because you, like, you know, you pursue dating, like, mainly through apps and Mm -hmm. also on social media. And, like, I just, that was never big for me. Yeah. Like, when I was dating. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just more of, like, the traditional, like, go out and meet people. And so, like, I've you know, met, like, a decent number of women that way, and yeah, nothing's really ever, like, truly panned out, but I've, you know, I've met, I don't know, 
five to ten like different women mm-hmm. uh, exactly how many and yeah so like I've had like the opportunities there and I have you know I've I just don't pursue I guess as much overall as, as you do and I'm totally fine with that and yeah you know I'm going at my own pace and doing it how I want to do it yeah that I'm more comfortable with mm-hmm. and that's fine I mean yeah we're just yeah we're just doing it our own different way yeah well it also the way I understood it from you Elisa is it's really not about having sexual partners mm-hmm. it's really about a a connection with somebody and that friendship yeah with somebody that could lead to having you know a, a sexual partner or a sexual relationship too yeah but that's not necessarily the goal yeah and, and then I guess you wouldn't need to I mean whether you're pursuing it or not it will have those things will happen at their own pace and yeah maybe yeah. just like when you find somebody you know to to spend your life with you're not necessarily looking for that person that day that you meet them it just so happens and yeah that could be the same kind of situation I'd say yeah exactly like for for both of us it's not it, it is about finding somebody who we have an emotional connection with and and have like and we want a a relationship with that person it's not just about sex so yeah most of the time it's like that takes time to grow and to see if like you know it's not it's not like when you go on a first date with someone you know oh yep I want to be with this person for the rest of my life or for long term you know it takes a few dates sometimes um you know, usually before you know, like, oh, okay, I could see dating this person long term or not. Like, and so, yeah, it, it takes, it takes time before, and, and it's not just about sex because if it was, then yeah, it would just be like, hook up and goodbye. Yeah, hook up. Great. Found, I, wow, you're attractive. Let's mm-hmm. hook up. Okay, peace out. Bye. You know, it's, so it takes more time. And it also isn't, it, you know, you can say it's not just about sex, but if it changes the sex life or the intimacy you're having with your partner or your husband, mm-hmm. then resentment can start. You know, what can you do this with this person, but not with me? Yeah. You know, so you have to also be careful with that. Yeah. That that you're having a loving, intimate relationship with, with both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But we've actually found that that being intimate with another partner actually helps our sex life. So, at least that's what I found. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think we need a little more, a little more time. <laughs> yeah. With that, but yeah, I don't think it's, it's hurt yeah. it. And also, I don't know, I guess overall, I'm just not big on like comparing for better or worse. It's like, yeah, it's, it's comparing to like see what's different, but. I don't know if there's something that like we want to do or like that's not working for us and we should talk about that yeah but it's not like you have that with that person like why don't you have that with me mm-hmm. like that might yeah I mean maybe it'll trigger that conversation because that's what you want but at the end of the day that's between you know that'd be, be between us yeah so I don't know I'm not huge on like keeping score or like doing like direct comparisons like that yeah I think there's a lot of flexibility between like differences and mm-hmm. you know you get 
it's a whole different person, a whole different relationship, and you get something different out of it. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why would you date someone who's just like me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've already got you. Yeah, it's <laughs> twice the work for the same result. <laughs> <laughs> That's not worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's also like, you know, those are like the fundamental reasons of why we're doing this too. Yeah. That's the whole like, you know, more and new experiences. Yeah. To Plus experience more and experience new things. Yeah. But like the reason you put in that work and you go through like that headache and like do that extra complication is because mm-hmm. you do get like a new different experience. Yeah. Yeah, and to us, it's worth it. Isn't it hard mm-hmm. to meet people that are like-minded? I mean, I know that's why you're starting your community, I would guess. But mm-hmm. it would seem to me it would be hard because I haven't heard a lot, of course, about polyamory. Yeah. And, you know, that ethical side to it. So Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I feel like when we are meeting people just, like, out and about, um, yeah, it is it is a lot harder But, and that's why I like meeting people on dating apps because there are dating apps that are geared specifically towards um, polyamory or ethical non-monogamy. And so because of that, it's like, oh, on certain, on some of these dating apps, everybody is non-monogamous. So it's like... Everybody you it's meet, the community uh huh, is yeah. already so it like it takes that whole aspect out. Um, That's nice. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Out, just like if you're out at a bar or somewhere and you yeah. meet somebody or at a wedding or a party or something, chances are they're probably monogamous. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why that's exactly why I've I prefer meeting people through apps now because, you know. I know that, like, if I go on this certain app, then everybody that I meet is already going to be on the same page. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm trying to do that more often. Because it is difficult just going out and meeting random people. And yeah. I've been surprised at how accepting people have been of it. Yeah. Like they're very, like, curious and open for the most part. Yeah. Which has been nice. And mm-hmm. I haven't had any, like, truly negative experiences. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I'm sure there's going to be one. Don't have Somewhere. that at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh But yeah, also at, at the end of the day though, it's hard to like meet someone who's who truly like gets it or is is like okay with it and wants to I don't know experiment or like live that lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've definitely met people who've been like, Oh wow, that's cool and interesting, but you but at the same time you haven't met anybody that was like, Oh yeah, I'm open for, I'm open to having like an open relationship or multiple relationships. Yeah, let's date. Yeah. You haven't met anybody that yeah, has be, said it'd that. Be very, yeah, I have to go through a lot of people to meet someone who like I'm into, plus they are okay with like being polyamorous or want to be polyamorous themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a lot more people you have to go through to like, you know, for me to like meet those two criteria. Yeah. Whereas a dating app, like everyone's already on that same page for the most part. So, exactly. Yeah, it's just easier but I still think there's like <laughs> I don't know I just I, I like going out and meeting people just like I do fly. too I think there's just like I would rather meet people out and like but excitement and you just so in the moment 
Yeah, but it's like, great. Yeah, I would love to meet people out and just have it be easy like that. But then you run into that problem where yeah. everybody is monogamous. So they're like, well, what's the point in dating you? Because I want to get married and be monogamous. So it's yeah. like, yeah, of course I would rather meet people that way, but it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, I just think for me, I think a mix of the two would, is ideal. Yeah. Do you think that might change in the future? Definitely. How so? I think more and more people, especially like our age and younger, are realizing like monogamy isn't the only way to, you know, have a relationship. Um, and they are realizing that like, wow, there, there are other options other than monogamy and they work. So yeah, I've, that's kind of what I, I see. Um, so yeah, I, I do think, I mean, do I think like, you know, in the next 20 years, there's going to be more polyamorous people than monogamous people? No, I don't think the shift is going to be that big, but I think more and more people are open to other relationship styles other than monogamy. So I, I do think it's shifting. I think so. I think a big part of it too is, is like, you have to be careful and you have to be pretty like vigilant about like the whole ethical side yeah mm-hmm. you know i remember like and i was in my younger days and you know sometimes you assume people were like you and like oh yeah like, you know they you know they honest. they are kind of honest <laughs> and like mm-hmm. not acting purely in self-interest or thinking about other people's interests and mm-hmm. like actually no there's a good number of people that don't do that so it's yeah. I think a big part of like meeting people also is like under like taking the time to like get to know them and understand their true intentions and mm-hmm. like figure out like what they really want from a relationship with you. Yeah. So that's a whole another complicated aspect too. Well, I guess I mean that's the same with, with dating monogamously. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just that's just consideration. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, there's always going to be people who, you know, aren't ethical about it, but, I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah. That's just life. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, but now that, like, if you're dating someone or, you know, you have a spouse, a significant other, like, you don't want to be wasting your time with someone who's not to be ethical or like treat you right or you know they're gonna take time away from you spending time with someone else so yeah i just think to me i don't know i think that's for me that's more like i'm almost just like reminding myself that like i just need to be more a little more vigilant about that Mm. whereas maybe you're just like oh like yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's taking the time to really get to know somebody yeah and that's the whole like it's all like dating aspect and taking it slow and mm-hmm. sorry I don't mm-hmm. really know where you're going with this <laughs> no, it's just a, a statement it's an observation okay yeah yeah that's it there's yeah you gotta take time to get to know somebody and who they are and what their intentions are yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just think the, the stakes are like I don't know if they're higher but 
Well, you said it's parallel, really. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're monogamous or non-monogamous, you still have the same um, issues. Yeah. They're just colored a little differently. Yeah, exactly. Any other thoughts on, like, just what it was like, you know, sort of watching us go through all of this and and what that's been like? And has it made you guys reconsider anything or... I don't know, if you could go back to when you were 20, would, you know, seeing how polyamory has been good for us, like, do you think, wow, maybe if more people knew about this, things could be different, you know? I don't know. Thoughts? Oh, yeah, that's crossed my mind, of course. Yeah. When I was 20... Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) The answer would be no. I was looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and I and at the age of uh, twenty four, I met somebody, mm-hmm. and we ended up married and divorced. And it took me a year to to get to the point where I even wanted to date again. Yeah. And then it was in the middle of the disco era, and I started dancing at going to dance studios, and there were ladies that would come there that were not, that were married mm-hmm. and they um you know obviously their their husbands were not interested in that at all mm-hmm. but they enjoyed dancing yeah know? and i remember that was fine I, I i danced with them it was great yeah but i remember the one time that one of them told me she was interested in me mm-hmm. and my thought of course at the time was you know, I'm looking for a committed relationship. Why should I waste time, mm-hmm. you know, dating you? you know, yeah. It, to me, it just seemed like a waste of time. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. I wanted to move on to what I wanted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but at that time, I never considered, you know, something like, you know, what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. It just was not... It was not part of my 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 thought. Yeah, process. it wasn't even like in yes, your awareness yes, yes, yes. as no. something that was possible. No, no. Yeah. So at twenty, no. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, knowing what you know now, right? If you could go back to when you were twenty, would you do things differently? Maybe. Would you consider doing things differently? Or would you be like, no. Even knowing what you know now. I don't know. Or just it's just a interesting question. Um if knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. I really don't think that I would change much except that I would be a lot more careful of who I chose. Mm. Mm-hmm. And spent a lot more time mm-hmm. making sure that that person was had the same thought process that I had. Yeah. I yeah. think the other thing, too, is you can't think about yourself back when you were 20 and that cultural milieu. Totally. You have to think about if you were 20 now yeah. in today's environment. Okay, how about yeah. that? If you were 20 yeah. now, would you maybe say like, oh, okay, when I meet someone... Right off the bat, I'm going to talk to them about possibly having more of an open relationship style or having a more flexible relationship style other than monogamy. 
would you choose that now maybe if you were 20? How about that? Because there could be people that yeah. you're dating during this time that, I mean, you're pra- most people when they're dating are practicing non-monogamy. Well, yeah, that, exactly. And that's right? the other thing. It's like, hello, when you're dating, yes, you say you're monogamous, but most of us are dating multiple people at one time. I know I was. I know my, oh, my kind of what Most people. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, but most people, yeah. right? Like all of my friends, right? We were dating multiple people at one time. We were sleeping with multiple people at one time until we decided to pick one and stick with one um but yes for the most part like when you're in your 20s even though you're looking to have a monogamous relationship you are dating multiple people before you ever get to that monogamous relationship so it'll probably take maybe one more generation for to pass for all of these 20 year olds to be dating and realizing from the beginning that they're that's not necessarily going to be a monogamous relationship for them. Yeah. Because the cultural shift mm-hmm. might be enough then. Yeah. So that at least it's in it's implanted in somebody that monogamy isn't the only way. Yeah. Maybe in the next generation of 20-year-olds, I'd say. Yeah. But to yeah. a 20-year-old growing up in the... 50s uh-uh that was okay yeah i'm like okay fine <laughs> yeah. fair but like 20 now if you were yeah. 20 now would you maybe consider like oh okay maybe maybe i could give this a shot and see what happens definitely oh yeah well yeah. as someone that spent 46 years teaching and coaching at the high school level <laughs> i never saw that never saw what i never saw any evidence that the you know 16 to 18 year olds were leaning towards multiple relationships really they were, they were hello all, dad no, in no. high school they were having oh wait, i'm gonna date you and then i'm gonna leave you and date this person and no, oh and then no, i'm gonna cheat on you with that person you're then not i'm gonna listen to what i'm saying <laughs> no i you're hear what not you're saying listening to what i'm saying i am listening to what you're saying i'm saying that they yes they were having multiple partners but i'm mm-hmm. saying what i saw was that they all wanted to have the one person. Yeah. But and that goes you... back to our cultural upbringing. Exactly. But also in high school, you don't really have as much of that awareness as when you get a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm saying like in your 20s. Because when you're in high school, it's... I mean, maybe you could realize that when you're in high school. Um, you know. And, you know, there is more awareness around there is starting to be more awareness around other kinds of relationship styles. Um, but yeah, it's usually once once you get a little bit older, you kind of have more of that awareness and you've experienced a lot more and you've and other relationship styles have sort of come into your awareness. Um, so yeah, I'm not really talking about in high school. But yeah, in high school, right? I think if high schoolers, if... It, when you were that age, you realized you didn't have to be monogamous. That would totally change the game, right? Because your hormones are so crazy already. It's like, it's a, anyway, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we talked about that at one point. We did. Earlier, yeah. We, I think we talked about that in an earlier episode. I think, yeah, I don't think I could have like, <laughs> I don't think I could have like actually 
seriously dated multiple people in the right way pre like 26 or 27. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could have done it ethically when I was in high school. Yeah. Um but I would have liked to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's and, your mindset's so different. You're well, so, and it's hard because you're so short-sighted. You're like you just too young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also you're like trying to figure yourself out, let alone someone else in multiple relationships. And we don't really know because the only thing we've ever been taught is monogamy. That's the only thing we have ever seen. The only thing we have ever really been shown. Right. All of all of the parents that we meet of our friends. They're all monogamous, all the TV show, right? So it's like, it's hard to say because like all of the programming is to be monogamous. And so it's like, well, what if at a very young age, it's like what I was saying earlier, if at a very young age you were shown other examples of relationship styles other than monogamy, by the time you got to high school, would you still choose it? It's it's the same question, you know, it's like, Again, we're going back to, well, we've been programmed to choose monogamy. So it's hard to fathom being in high school again and having having the option to, you know, not be monogamous. It's like, unless you, if you still had all that programming, it wouldn't even matter, you know? I, I don't think I would have had the actual capacity to like be polyamorous in high school. Yeah. Like first, you need to like figure out yourself first. Then you need to figure out how to be in a relationship with one person. Yeah, it's a progression. It is. So it's like, I almost just can't even answer that question. I feel like you, just, you need to. <laughs> well, that's like, what I'm saying. It's like it's it's really hard to answer it because it's almost it's like, like it's almost like it doesn't even matter though whether it's monogamous or polyamorous. Like you just need to yeah. date a lot. Yeah. So it's almost like polyamorous. Yeah, as you're saying, it's like polyamorous in its own right. Yeah. Even though you're not declaring it polyamory. It's, yeah. It's almost you're, like you're just saying high like schoolers are polyamorous. polyamorous. They yeah. are. They are. Yeah. And they don't even know what exactly. that means. Exactly. They don't even know it. They don't even know it and they are, well, right? Yeah, so that, I mean, it's like a progression. Yeah. You date around. You figure out like what do you want? Do you want just monogamy or do you want polyamory? Yeah. 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 And it's like, but again, it's, it's, it's so hard to even answer that question because you have to know that there are other options other than monogamy, right? You have to know that in order to really make that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. It needs well, to be like a viable option. Yeah. Well, you you know it because you know historically there have been other options. Well, and no. You, and in this country. No, you don't. You can't assume that because I didn't know there were other options when I, I was in high school. Well, I, when I was in high school, you know, I I read the Bible and they were multi marriages in the Bible, you know. And and when I was in high school I heard of the Mormon culture having multiple mm-hmm. you know, so I knew of it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it was predominant or it was accepted culturally. Yeah. You know, so Yeah. Well but also, right, yeah, I knew about, you know, a section of Mormons who have multiple wives, but also Look at how much stigma there is towards that and yeah. how how much negativity there yeah, is towards sure, that, right? Sure. So it's, yeah, I knew about that, but that wasn't a viable option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you you have to know that there are other options other than monogamy and you have to be shown them in a way that 
isn't just like, oh, look at this bad thing over there. Yeah, you don't want that, right? You have to be shown it in a positive way or in a way where it's like, look, this can make sense. And that just doesn't, that's just not a thing yet. It's just, it doesn't happen. So it's like so hard to even yeah. think of like, what, what could that be like? Because it's just not, it's not even a thing yet. Well, yeah, it's just way, yeah. Because most, most of your influencers are like either religion, TV, music, or like now the internet. Yeah. So it's like, are you seeing these relationships in any of those, Yeah. you know, forms of content or media? In your podcast. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, and right? But so that's exactly, that's exactly why we are doing this podcast and why there are more and more podcasts and shows and other types of like media and social media that are portraying and showing other types of relationship styles other than monogamy in a positive way. And it takes society a long time to change. Yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, you never saw a commercial with a, a, a black person and a white person having yeah. a marriage. Yeah. And now I see that in commercials quite often. Yeah. So it, it takes a long time for society to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, that's a great example. And multimedia can speed that up, I think. Mm-hmm. But but it is a slow process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and that's why, you know, that's why earlier I did say like I do think we are going to see more and more people choosing other relationship styles other than monogamy. Because it is becoming more accepted. More people are talking about it. And we are, we are slowly starting to see more examples of how non-monogamy can work and be very beneficial. And so I do think we are going to start seeing that change. But again, it's not going to happen overnight. Is it going to happen in the next 10, 20 years? No. But, you know, one, two generations from now, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's a whole normalization process. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it's not like, like podcasts and like YouTube and all yeah. these other forms of media, like they're like grassroots movements. It's yeah. not controlled by like big corporations or like by, you know, somebody who wants to like control a narrative. It's just people speaking like their minds and what they want. Yeah. Now there's a lot more ideas and transparency out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there a lot easier. Yeah. It's a lot easier to find, um, find like, examples that are of just ways of living that are outside what our society considers normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So and it's still not like it's not prevalent. Yeah. For sure. Like it's still pretty new and still still growing yeah so it's gonna take time Mm -hmm. do you think you'll always be non-monogamous do you think that will change for you or no could change or would what do you think no i don't think it'll ever change not for me okay yeah yeah like right now i i would say no just because like the just how we have it like structured now and the whole openness and like yeah just having that, that extra, like, freedom and ability to, like, mm-hmm. pursue other relationships, I think, is very meaningful for both of us. And Yeah. 
you know, we feel like we, we get more out of it and we grow more out of it than, than, you know, all the stress and complexity that goes mm-hmm. along with it. So for us, I think we, we both think it's worth it. And so, yeah, you know, we have no reason not to. And I mean, <clears throat> will there be times, maybe long stretches where neither one of us has another partner? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just the two of us? Sure. But I don't think, I, I would never go back to saying I am monogamous. You know, it's like, no, like it's just having that freedom to be able to explore other relationships whenever they happen to, you know, come into our lives. I think we're always going to want that. I'm always going to want that, you know, because it's like you never know. You don't know when you're going to meet somebody who all of a sudden you have an amazing connection with, you know. And so, yeah, there could be times when we have lots of multiple partners and other times when it's just the two of us, you know. But I think, I don't think we will ever go back to saying like, no, we're no longer going to have the option to, you know, pursue other relationships. And yeah. pe- but yeah. people change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not the same people we were when we were 25. Totally. I know I'm not. Yeah. And, and I, I remember recently hearing uh, a lady who's a good friend of ours saying, all the things that I thought were so uh, attractive about this man that I'm married to mm-hmm. when we were in our early 20s. Mm-hmm. I find them rather revolting now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people do change. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what those things are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to know who the neighbor is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I even look back to when I met Mike when I was 25. And, mm-hmm. you know, even looking back from when I, where I was at 25 and here I am now at 32... I am not the same person at all. I am very different, you know, and that's such a small time period. Or I look from here at 32 to when I was 22 or when I was 15, right? I'm like, whoa, of course, I'm not the same person. And that's going to continue to still be true. We're always growing and changing. And yes, things might change. And exactly like I don't have a crystal ball. Who knows? Maybe when we're, you know, 60, we're going to be like, nah, we're good. With just the two of us, who knows? But as of right now, I don't see that happening. But it could. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's always open to... Right? Nobody really knows what they're going to want or think, you know, that far in the future. That's true. You know? I'm sure there's things that you want now that when you were 20 or 30, you didn't realize you were going to want at this age now. You know? It's like, no one can really know that far in the future, but... With where we are right now, I don't see us ever being like, no, we're going to go back to monogamy 100%, just the two of us, nobody else. Yeah, I feel like there would have to be some, I don't know, just some some big change in our lives. Yeah. And it would be, you know, it would take time for us to like change our minds. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, there would be enough like communication going on you During might this just time get... period where like yeah mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be like a sun change like oh we just want to be monogamous now yeah it'd be like a very gradual progression but right now where we're at like 
Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. You might just get to the point with age where you say, you know, I believe in in a multi-relationship, but I just don't have the energy anymore to go out and pursue, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm happy with what I have, you yeah. know? Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, well, exactly. But it doesn't mean that could be the case. But again, we still wouldn't consider ourselves monogamous in that case we would just yeah. say we're we're happy and content with just our relationship right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes um, i see that happening to me sooner <laughs> <laughs> you're just like this is too much it's too hard it's where's too my, complicated where's my poly juice <laughs> what <laughs> your poly juice what is that like i need an energy boost because i have like no energy left <laughs> Your poly juice. I don't know. Maybe it'll be invented. <laughs> I don't. What? Uh, it's just like a you know caffeine, like the energy drink. I like that idea. Poly juice. <laughs> poly juice. <laughs> I'm just so zapped of energy. Just like you know, I need some like an energy drink or something like that. <laughs> I'm just thinking down the line where I like you know peter out of energy and you're just like you're just always on the go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hopefully Sounds that's way, familiar on this right? side of the table. Hopefully that's, you know, Looks like that, decades down the line. <laughs> that's something we'll have to look into making. Polyjuice, whatever that is. That sounds like like from Harry Potter, polyjuice potion. <laughs> yeah, polyjuice potion. It's what they drink and it changes them and they look like... Oh, like somebody else. They look like somebody else. Okay. Yeah, polyjuice potion. Are you? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as well-versed about the Harry Potter situation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. Okay. Any final thoughts? Any, anything, any last, I don't know, things that you want to say? Last thoughts? Yes, every time we talk about this, it gets more and more interesting. (laughs) Try something new that comes up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How so? It just... More layers unwrap and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a multi-layered yeah yeah you know, thought process. We're good on different tangents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like anything in life. It, nothing is just so simple, black and white. You know, everything has so many layers to it and so much nuance. And yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying because every time we talk about it, like new things come up that maybe we hadn't talked about before, and it's like, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's why, like, in the beginning of the conversation, when I was like, yeah, this shouldn't be an easy, sort of like an easy decision of like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be polyamorous. Like, you know, it, it takes a lot of, of thought and consideration because it, just like any relationship, it's complicated. And there's so, so much, so many different layers and depth to it that you, there's a lot to consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we're keeping you entertained, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. Yeah. Is that it? That's all, folks. Yay. Well, thank you, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, this ended up being a much longer conversation than we sort of anticipated, but that's okay. Like, that's great. Yeah. You know, we touched... That's how it flowed. Yeah, we touched on a lot of different things, so... Yeah. I mean... You think we could have said this in five minutes? (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, thanks for being our first guests yeah, on the podcast. Guys. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Yep. For this week. Thank you guys. Thank you, listeners. And.